Joe, how did Saquon come through yesterday? I know it was mostly like light stuff and individual drills, but how was his first day back and how did he come through? Yeah, actually it was really encouraging. I think is, you know, he got out there with the team, was moving more and more comfortable with it. Uh, I don't want to speak directly for him and how he feels. Uh, what we'll end up doing is putting him through today, something very similar, and then we'll back him down for tomorrow. So again, this is kind of more an extension of the rehab. We've got to make sure that we control not only just what he does on the field, but then also the repetitions and the volume he gets within each period. So that's something we're going to keep an eye on in terms of how his body responds. We'll look to increase it as we go through this process. But in terms of yesterday, uh, it was very encouraged how he came out and had a good day of work. Um, but good excitement for a lot of people having your players back out. The fact that you guys are back in pads today, does that kind of change what you're going to allow him or have him do just to evaluate where he is? Or is it kind of predetermined regardless of what kind of practice you're running? Yeah, the pads won't affect him at all. He's not going to go ahead and see any defenses today. You'll see him do individual. We do some teach periods where it's offense versus offense. Um, these aren't live drills by any means. It's more step and teach type stuff. He'll do those things. Um, in terms of competitive drills, he won't see those for any time in the short short upcoming. What does he have to show you to get to that point where he can get into competitive drills eventually? Yeah, it's more on the doctors when they green light him. So in terms of like what I'm looking at, just how he's moving, how he's responding, I make sure I take the information from the medical staff and I apply that going forward for him on the field. So look, the important thing for me is that he keeps progressing physically and gets used to being back out there in the grass and football settings. So I saw uh, Kenny Galladay was doing some stuff off to the side, just catching station, uh, stationary. Like, how, how's he progressing uh, coming back from that hamstring? Yeah, I'd say I'm pleased with the way all of our guys are working. They're all making progress. Everyone's, you know, individual and, and every injury is different. Uh, but Kenny's doing a good job working, getting back, and as soon as we can get him on the grass, we will. Joe, um, a week ago was the fight. Um, what have you seen in that week? I mean, you, you, you addressed it right away, you know what I mean? And, and you said there was no real carry over in there but have you seen any kind of thing in the next week that was maybe encouraging to you about how guys kind of rallied after that no we're past that look when we walked off the field the other day it was done it was done i said that it didn't carry over into the building moved on past again like i said it's, it's kind of like fighting in your house with your brothers okay you know it can get right it can get rowdy but when it's done it's done have you ever seen it not happen in your time in the nfl or even in college where you know, it wasn't done. You know, it's not always done, right? I mean, this time it was I've seen done. that plenty of times. I've seen that plenty of times. To me, it's important that our guys understand that we're all one team. It's going to be competitive in between the lines. It's our job to push and challenge each other, but at the end of the day, we're on the same team. Joe, how do you think the linemen are handling kind of jumping around from spot to spot, tackles at guard, you know, centers at guard, guards at center, et cetera? Yeah, I think they're doing a good job, you know, and part of our job is to make sure that everyone gets experience at all positions. You know, especially this time of year, you never know what comes up. You know, in terms of who's going to be needed through preseason games, different spots. And then also, you're looking to find different combinations and just give exposure and experience to guys as they build through the year. You want to make sure your interior linemen get enough reps at center and guard because you can never have enough guys to snap the ball in a game. You may only take eight linemen to a game. Well, someone's got to be the backup center. Someone's got to be the emergency center if something will happen to those first two guys. In terms of the tackles playing both sides, you're going tackle to guard. We're just always looking to build in different flexibility just in case hey, someday you may hit a break glass situation where someone's got a bump on down and you don't want to be the first time they do it when it's live bullets. Joe, what are the keys to working on a silent count on offense? You guys are going to be in front of a few fans tomorrow you know, and then finally in front of full houses down the road here. What, you know, how, how important is that and, and what are the keys to it? To a silent count, discipline and repetition. That's what it comes down to. you got to get reps that so everyone understands the timing of what it is. You know, defense is generally always working on silent count in terms of how we're considered because you're keying the ball. You know, offensively, you have to have an idea of what the keys are pre-snap. Do you have some kind of indicator from a player? Is there something based on the timing we're going to work? But it all comes down to just repetition and getting to practice. That's something that Nick said he's never done in his life. Is that concerning to you at all? That's what we're practicing.
Coach, what are your free agent signings, edge guys, Efidi, Obenigo? What are you seeing from him in this camp? He's playing hard, man. He's playing hard. And I think, you know, we knew early on that when the pads came on is really when, you know, his game was going to show up. He's done a good job of that. He's a high-effort guy. He definitely brings an element of sub-pass rush off the edge. Uh, he's definitely, you know, giving our guys a good challenge and one-on-ones, mixing it up. He showed up in some team periods for us. He's a guy we got to make sure, like everyone, we need just good, consistent progress every day. But I'm pleased with the way he's working right now. Do you consider him like a high-motor guy? Absolutely a high-motor guy, yes. Joe, when it comes to, I know it's more of a bigger picture thing, but when you look at the next couple weeks, I would imagine you have to stay ahead of everything, knowing that you're going to be on the road. Mm -hmm. um, how does that come to, I mean, you want to, you guys have already said you want to churn the bottom of the roster. You want to see, see how many guys can come in and upgrade. Right. How does that affect that process, knowing that you're really going to be out of here for two weeks? Um, I think the way we're practicing and mixing everyone within different groups right now is kind of answering those questions for us. And then we'll make sure we get enough time in the game for the young guys we've got to really evaluate and get a feel on. We're going to kind of let the you know, performance on tape determine that part of the roster for us, Art. Um, you know, we're looking to evaluate everyone and play everyone every day. We've got to make a lot of decisions. One, you know, one thing I said again, it's different than last year, is after this Jets game, by rule, we have to release five players. It's not something we want to do or looking forward to doing. It's just something with the nature of what the rules are that we have to make those decisions. So, yeah, you'll see today a large mix of different guys and different personnel groups. You'll see a different element of you know what we're playing today in terms of making sure we can evaluate different guys, different positions. That's interior offense and defense alignment. That's some of the defensive backs. That's some of the tight ends. We've got to make sure we get a good look at some of these positions where we've got a lot of young guys we've got to see step up and how they're going to play. And with that, those are the guys already here. As far as free agent tryouts and stuff like that, I know it's a lot of talking with Dave and, and you know that group, but how do you manage that over the next couple of weeks when you're not here? I mean, can you have free agent workouts on the road, or is it kind of a... Well, you've got to kind of manage that with your personnel department from behind. We're not going to have any workouts for ourselves in Cleveland or in New England. That won't be part of it, but there are some days leading up to it, and a lot of those questions may come down to either health of the team and what we need to go out there and work and function and practice. But ultimately, we're looking to add good players to be compete for the roster. So we're always churning the roster as much as we can. We're always looking to see who's available out there and make sure that we've got our list right, that when the need comes, we know who to turn to. Joe, two injury questions. Um, Kyle Rudolph, where does he stand? And Jonathan Harrison, is he going to be out here today? Uh, you're not going to see Jonathan do anything except with the trainers today. Uh, Kyle Rudolph's making progress every day. You know, I know he's a guy that wants to be as involved with the team as can be. He's a guy who's got more of a long-term plan, like we talked about with, you know, Saquon, some of those other guys. In terms of a timetable, I'm not going to place anything artificial on him, but I'm going to let the trainers and medical staff let me know when he can continue to do more and more. We'll get him phased in. So one thing that's, you know, Kyle's done a great job of, and it's just an experience of what he's done in the league, who he is as a person, how he prepares, is mentally he stays as engaged as can be through meetings, through, you know, kind of watching tape on his feet, if you would, kind of move around a little bit in the meeting room and kind of getting some kind of simulated reps and staying engaged. So when he gets back, he's had as much mental experience at the rep as he could. Now, nothing can ever really fully replicate or simulate what you're going to do on the grass, but he's doing everything he possibly can to get himself in a position that when he hears a play call, he has to get lined up, he sees the front, knows who has to block or who he's working off in a pass route, he can process that faster. Thanks. Joe, will practicing against other teams impact how you decide to use Saquon in practices coming up? Like, will you, will you be more hesitant to put him out there against somebody who may not think that they should ease up on him or something? Well, I think it's a factor with any player you have who has any kind of ailment. Um, you've got to make sure that you put them in a controlled setting where their safety is, you know, is best. We did a drill yesterday where it's a non-contact, just space kind of tracing. We don't want to do it as a tag-off drill. And 
look, I told Saquon he was up. I told Blake Martinez, Blake, you got Saquon. You know, because I know these guys can work with respect and understand what they're going to do against each other. And it's just two guys that we trust that Saquon can execute the technique, build on his rehab, get in the football movement. Blake can work what he's going to do. And he also knows that he's not going to do anything and make a mistake that maybe someone else would make. I'm not accusing any of our players, but sometimes you may get someone who's, you know, a little bit outside their lane there. I want to make sure we keep them safe right there. That would certainly apply to somebody on another team, though. You know, it absolutely would. Now, in terms of, you know, him against other teams in practice, we'll have to see how he progresses this week. We'll have to see where he is next week for Cleveland. I would not expect to see him, guys, next week in any kind of 11-on-11 or live action. Now, that's not a final deal, but I would just say based on what we know from our medical team, where he's in as our rehab, we're not going to try to artificially accelerate and get him involved just because of competitive nature spiking up. Joe, since training camp has started, have you had like a tentative depth chart and it moves up and down every day or every week or whatever? We tell our guys all the time, when they come in, the depth chart's really blank. And then as we start practicing, they start putting things on tape. We start filling in names based on what they're doing. Now that could change every day. And it's really, it's just cumulative. It's, it's what you do consistently day in, day out. So some guys may flash one day, some guys you know, may flash another day. But ultimately, you want to go ahead and measure you know, who's consistently dependable, who's productive for you on the field. But in terms of filling those names in, yeah, the answer is as we start practicing, names start getting filled in. Now, they're not written in you know, permanent marker. You know, at any point, someone can go ahead and, based on who's playing the best, get that spot. Last one. Hello? Okay, practicing today. We saw him left practice. No, he's going to do some stuff with the trainers today, kind of ramp him up a little bit and see where he's feeling physically. There's going to be a couple other guys like Caden Smith that we're going to kind of keep on a lower load today based on some things he did earlier in the week and last week with a higher volume. So we're going to build him into kind of getting more into tomorrow's practice and the end of the week. But, you know, based on what he's done individually, we'll tempo back with him a little bit today.